And we are back. This is Good Morning Football. I am your host, Innocent Bolin. Wishing you all a happy and safe holiday season with an even better new year in 2022. Yes, we have been away for a while, but I promise you with that time away, we have had more football that we can share with you, our listeners. So let's get back to football. Yes, on our return episode, let me call this our return episode because we're just getting back to it, right? So, this episode on Good Morning Football, we are going to bounce around what has happened the past year, uh, touch, touch a bit of different topics, um, and kind of like uh, wind down the year in, uh, in football for, for, for you guys. Um, so we kind of like back to regular programming. We're seeing the players out there playing, um, back on the pitch. Coaching is going on. Clubs are running smoothly. High school soccer was back in full effect. And that was one of the big issues we had or uh, debates around from uh, the football world. How beneficial is playing high school soccer in the fall versus the club, um, the club soccer? And um, I had coaches uh, who didn't understand because of the level of soccer and some of the soccer in high school might be lower level, quote-unquote, and I'll say that, compared to the club-level soccer, that it was never beneficial to, 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 their, to their players. Um, this, for me, makes complete sense if that said coach makes such a huge difference in a player's development that when they miss out on those two to three months of club training and games, that it will change their projection or where they will end up as a soccer player come December, January, or spring season. I definitely don't think at a club level, and I'm not talking MLS, MLS level academy soccer, training and coaching and all that. I'm talking about club soccer. I don't think there's such a gap between the two, three months a player gets in high school soccer versus two, three months of club, of the club environment. Uh, yes, it's, it's, it's better football, but I don't think it's life-changing. So for me, I never, I, I never mind my players taking part in a, in high school soccer and when they come back yes they're a little bit off and all that but again that's the player responsibility at that stage in their career to make sure they're staying sharp for the level they want to be at uh, but also we don't want to take away that high school uh, in feel or playing representing your high school uh, playing uh, playing behind fans that are not just your family uh, but people who come from the community and, and you representing that said community. You know, I think that feeling is what we cannot provide right now at our level in club, in club soccer. But at the same time, that mental development for that player within the high school environment adds to, to what they might bring to your club team. What does that mean? So I mean expression. A lot 
a lot of players when they come back to me after their high school seasons, they're a lot more confident. Uh, they 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 express themselves differently. They are a lot more mature because they are always around their teammates, and uh, they go they go through a lot with their teammates during that two three months of uh, of the season, and it changes. It changes how they discover themselves. They find out more about themselves, uh, which I love about the environment in high school. I did play high school soccer. I actually did not play club soccer when I was younger. Um, only played high school soccer, and um, and 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 again, the the relationships, and the connection to the community that it brings for these young men and women. I think it's it's priceless, and. Um, and I don't think any club coach has lost any championships because their best players were playing in high school for two or three months. I've seen them, they, they you know, it's, it's, it's regular programming for me. So for me, I'm for high school soccer. Uh, should we get better uh, professionals on the soccer part? Yes, and I think with time, I think with, 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 with how big I think it's getting, the, the, the how, there's more players willing to do high school soccer and there's more leagues accepting players to do high school soccer to take the fall off. I think eventually high schools are going to start investing in better uh, coaches uh, for their uh, high school program. So I don't think the high school program is uh, damaging any young players' uh, next steps in, uh, in their game. As I just mentioned, we have more leagues now uh, that are letting our players take part in the in the high school season, and those are high school level players, uh, which is great for the players. They they get to do that, but with that comes another conundrum: the number of leagues players have um, around for them to 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 be part of. Um, there's just too many leagues for me. Too many leagues, uh, which I think has created a lot more confusion for the players and the parents, especially the parents, because our parents are not well informed on what is what. Um, knock it out of the park. All leagues are vowed to provide better competition, player maximum exposure, uh, and pathways. These pathways might be leading to... Uh, some pro environments, college recruitment, um, you know, um, exposure maybe to get into uh, trials in Europe. The only issue I, th- I have right now with it is that the whatever tag the league is, I don't think the standards are being set where, okay, if my player is making so-and-so league, that means they are the best at that level within that age and they have, that my players earned the right to be part of this uh, league. So how do we fix that? Because we have players playing in higher leagues, but they are lower level um, versus the other players that might be playing at a lower league. What do we think about a pyramid that is a league pyramid. What do I mean? Let's say from 10 years old, 
uh, from 10th all the way up, which would have each league be represented by the level of the players, right? So I, while I say I want to avoid, there's a lot of closed-off leagues, but they, are, they provide better exposure, right? So that means some teams, clubs are buying into leagues. They get to be part of these leagues while other teams and clubs can't. I feel like teams should earn, not the club, but the teams should earn the league they play in. So there's going to be a league. There's going to be a league, each age group. So some leagues are starting off at 14 and up, 15 and up for the exposure. So there's no need to have a closed off 10 to 12-year-old league because that one club is associated with that league. Clubs should not be associated with leagues. Uh, clubs should be associated with the youth body, right? They're all under one youth body. And if if my team, if my club has a team that should be in the best league in the state or in the region, that team plays it. doesn't matter if my other five, six teams are not part of that league. That team has earned the right to play in that league. So if we set up a structure where, hey, he's the bottom league, here are the bottom leagues, here are the top leagues, he's the middle. So all these leagues have to create a standard like teams that are playing in this league, these are the, these are the level of competition we have in our league. So if X league is middle, is a, is a, is a, is middle competition within the pyramid, those teams have to earn them, their, those teams within that league have to earn to go up the Y League, right? So that Y League is for that level. Instead of having five leagues claiming to be the best leagues while competing and fighting for the same player. So that means whoever can buy themselves, once a club can buy themselves into the league, whatever player they decide to take on their team, has picked up the tag as that level player. And I don't think that is true, um, but it also confuses the player, the parent. Uh, but we, I think with a better structure, we're easier to communicate with a parent. Like right now, your player is playing on this team, and let's say we play against another team within our league, and that player and that team maybe moves up. That player knows, oh, I can make that team. Let me go try out for that team so I can play in that league next season or next year instead of a player who just shows up to a tryout, makes a team because the team is trying to get to a cap of number of players for the money part of it. But then that player gets the exposure, which is on the bench because they're not of that level. But then the player who, should, who would be on the field is playing for the other club, but that club did not earn did not buy their way into that league. So I think if we avoid closed-off leagues, it will be easier for player development, player exposure, player evaluation for the next level. If I'm a coach for a higher level, MLS, USL, I am not watching one league Saturday and watching another league Sunday, but then have such 
player gaps in, in, in ability when the player of a lower league, quote-unquote, is of a much better is of much better ability than the player in the higher league because it's closed off. If we create access for the players and teams to be to compete at whatever level they earn, that means the players have earned that. That means coaches have developed those players and teams. So it's easier to evaluate from team, coach, and player in their development. And it, it makes easier to communicate to players and parents about where their players are and what their player can be or can do and what is their, their, their best uh, best option for the player. Um, I think uh, a pyramid that represent league levels and not a separate five pyramids from each league creating its own pyramid will make for an easier player 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 first um, pathway and not league first or club first pathway. That's my opinion. Yes. Uh, with the leagues, we, we do have those leagues available because we have the players. So, um, the players that we want to have better players, we want to develop better players, but I think that comes from, you know, uh, like they say, uh, charity begins at home, and I think we are lacking in culture, football culture, when it comes to uh, a lot of our players. Um, we... The, cult, the the football culture isn't engraved in uh, in them at an, in a natural way, and it's not their fault. It's not the player's fault. You know, kid is five years old, six, seven years old. They don't know. You know, they they follow the 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 older, the mature uh, elders. Their elders in uh, what they should be doing and how to get better in the game, and they create the love, right? So, when it comes to culture, I think. We are not starting our kids off the right way or setting them up with the right approach or mindset because some of us don't even have the culture ourselves, right? We don't watch, we don't watch soccer, most of us. We don't really sit down on Saturday morning at 7 o'clock to at least 12 o'clock watching soccer game after soccer game. Um, you know, it yes, it might be on the TV, but we're not paying attention to it. So that also deters away from building a culture with your with your player who might be interested in playing the game. They have to watch the games, okay? Well, kids gotta watch football games. Parents gotta watch football games. Coaches gotta watch football games because we are all we all learn from these games, right? Even the professional coaches, professional players learn more from watching. Teams play, other players play, themselves play. So for our even not amateur players not excited in watching the game, it's going to be hard for them to 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 understand how to learn it and how to play it better, right? So uh, a lot of players, a lot of our youth players have the same idols, which is which is interesting because. I guess they all watch the highlights, and every highlight is usually the same players. You know, the Messi's, Cristiano's, Mbappe's, Haaland. But a lot of these players are not watching what are these players doing before 
this highlight happens. How many times is the player messing up on a move? How many times a player is messing up on a pass before they get the one, two, two chances in the game? How many chances do they miss? You know, we watch all the highlights, and that's why they call it highlights. So highlights only show the good stuff. The games are 90 minutes, and players are not only picking out on the good stuff. So what, how does this translate with hurting our culture? This because when we go, a lot of players, young players of five, six, seven years old are asking for private sessions, which I don't think they need private sessions at that age. They should be playing more, playing more with each other, with other age mates and getting the feel of the game. But with that, we having kids doing one-on-one sessions uh, with a coach who clearly knows the, the player should not be should not be learning from me, should be learning from the game. And if a six, seven, eight-year-old is learning from their coach, that means that player will never learn how to be their own player. They're going to become the player, that trainer, um, or that coach, what they think the player should be, right? So we are mimicking, pretty much you're mimicking what the coach likes in a player, not what the player with the play, what what not what the type of play the the player might be. So this is why I it kills our culture because we don't have organic I call it organic football players. We have trained players, right? We have trained players that absolutely don't know the game. You have to kind of know the game to play it better, and uh, a lot of our players. Don't know the game from A to Z. Um, it's it's all we we are skipping steps with our players, and um, I encourage our uh, the parents to help in this. Even the coaches, especially because the coaches are the ones who train these players. Um, same thing when it comes to signing up for supplemental training. A lot of a lot of the players are being signed up to to train just to train, right? So they're training with uh, a coach that that might be focused only on skill building, skill building, skill building, skill building. But that same skill building is the same skill building done with 30, 40 other players. So maybe two, three players really get, get the maximum benefit from those sessions. As for others, it's just simply a workout, right? So... Try, try to understand what you're signing your players up for, right? Don't don't just sign up because oh my kid is sitting at home doing nothing, yeah that's fine. If your kid is not picking up a ball at home and going out in the backyard or kicking around in your living room or in his bedroom, whatever it is, then maybe they don't want to do that. So signing them up for a, a training program in that time that they choose to sit at home on the couch is not gonna make them better footballers so when i say with culture the players have to want to do this the player must want to go to that sunday morning session the player must initiate the want i don't think the parents should push it um i think the play if the players are encouraged or allowed to love the game naturally you know i don't i don't mean uh, you walk to the park with your kid with a soccer ball, and then you tell him, "Hey, go shoot around." No, the kid, 
you want to go for a walk with your kid and he decides to bring a soccer ball, that's what you want to hear. That's what you want to see. Or he decides to kick the ball around for 30 minutes by himself. That's it. There's more a kid can learn about himself and the, and, and the game and the ball in 20 minutes alone than one hour with a trainer. Because the trainer controls environments. The trainer creates the perfect scenario to bring out the best the best results for the player. So it looks right, it looks good, but the player has not created that moment for himself. The player has not created those situations. So when the games come, the games when they come for these players, those those private sessions do not translate because those moments are not happening exactly how those sessions go. So when I'm when I'm talking about private sessions, I'm talking about kids that are six to 10 years old, I think they're not mature, football mature yet to understand what the private sessions are for. Uh, I think when they're older, it makes sense because they played more games, they, they understand ups, downs, left. But this culture of pushing players to do three private sessions a week instead of actually them choosing to do them or having them play, finding uh, some place where you can just play, they'll touch the ball by themselves. Um, it's killing the culture of the f uh, the type of footballer we are producing. We are producing uh, robotic um, type of players. They all look the same, um, so it's 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 hard to tell um, who's a natural and who's um, we're missing the pure uh, the pure footballer. So I, I, I also call upon these uh, the, the trainers like me and coaches to, to to learn to train players universally and not focus on okay, this is my strength. So if my strength is ball skills and shooting and finishing and stuff like I cannot be training every single player that same way because you know, I'm I'm not getting them better for what type of player they are. We have to create natural training environments, pro have progression within our trainings. We can't have trainings that just teaching a player how to flick a ball over their head. Players can do that by themselves. They don't need a trainer for that. I think we, the more we have players doing this, this create creating by themselves, the better football culture we create the better players we're going to create um let's let's get the players to love watching the games before training that the, the players watch the games and then try to mimic that player that that isn't Messi that isn't Mbappe that isn't Cristiano you know let them mimic the the the, the players that they they relate to not the players that we see on every highlight every um, and I think that's killing our the culture is not there because players are not pure. They're not uh, pure footballers in my in what I've witnessed. Players are focused on young players are focused on the wrong things. They have trackers. They have you know they have all these boots. They I don't know what a seven year old old needs with a tracker. I don't get it. But that's me. But I think we just need a better cultured football players cultured in a sense that 
they love the game enough to 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 want to learn more by themselves and then us the coaches the trainers add to that we don't build um trainer should not be building a player a player should build themselves yeah reminder this is uh our return episode we've been away for a while but we we're back we're excited we want to talk to you guys we want to share again uh, what we think how we uh, how we will do it you know um but i'm gonna have a lot of uh different guests different uh uh mindsets approach and uh with all different things in football uh, we'll talk a bit about what's going on in the professional world which i'm not an expert at i'm just a big fan in football so i want to talk to people and see what they think of who uh teams and players and all that uh hopefully get to talk to some courageous you know parents you know and see, see their takes on things why they do things the way they do for their young players and then also uh talk to some of the parents now who have their kids graduating high school and accepting um, positions on college teams where they started how did they get to this moment where their kids are now um accepting getting realizing again to play soccer in college you know that feeling of where did we want to end up where we are now how and, and still being happy with uh through football um again congratulations again to, to the graduating class coming up now on uh, this june um you've made it this far and for those who are going to continue playing all success to you going forward but all the work that you guys have put in on and off the field gets you to this point right and uh the it's not even the it's not the end it's just another new beginning and i'm proud of all the players students getting to um continue their education and playing football wherever that may be and a uh, great job from from the parents as well you know um uh, who have stood by their player and 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 they've seen it through so great stuff great stuff overall uh, again i'm coach innocent and uh, this is good morning football and we are back we are back and let's uh let's banter around and uh, happy holidays uh happy new year and uh i'll be talking to you guys very soon have a good one